0: Hey, listeners, it's Adam, and 2019 is already off to such a busy start. You guys may have seen it. The Creative Workbook came out. It is a process oriented guide to helping you set goals and visions for the coming year. It's an accumulation of hundreds of hours of work of me working with individuals and groups on helping them reach their creative goals. Go to the website, notesonyournotes.com forward slash 2019, or just go to the main website and click on Creative Workbook. It is there for you, a gift. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
1: Yeah, it's also the Chinese New Year's and all that good stuff. So I have some classes coming up in the Los Angeles area the month of March and April. I'll also be hosting a couple of open mic nights in downtown Los Angeles. I also have a class for the embodied writing for uh, writers getting into their body, and it's going to be taught at the Soul of Yoga down in Encinitas, and I'm co-teaching that with Dr. Dana Reese. So that will be an amazing an experience as well. Um, as well as
0: Hollyhock. Hollyhock is uh, is uh, coming up again in July. Josh is back at Hollyhock teaching again, and I just want to say it's an amazing experience. He taught in the uh, fall of last year and at the Braid Theater in Santa Monica, and it culminated in a show where everyone presented completely original material. A bunch of people showed up to watch it, and it was such a good experience for people to start with their process and get towards a completed piece Uh, so so much to offer this year and there'll be more so stay tuned enjoy the show now arriving downtown santa monica station
1: hey adam it's time for notes on your notes I'm Adam lesser and I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner.
0: Welcome to Notes on your Notes. We're a podcast about the creative process and storytelling and uh it feels
1: so good to be here in Los Angeles in the dead of winter,
0: you know what I mean when it's crisp and chilly oh but also God. yeah, warm and sunny for about two hours in the middle of the day oh it's
1: yeah, it's so nice and then and then after that you know the the heat of the day you know when the when the the sun goes lower in the sky. I mean, it could plummet to like 72. Maybe sometimes even like 68.
0: I just turned right to look out the window <laughs> in my apartment. which I And if I look right, I see palm trees in Santa yeah. Monica. And evergreens. and uh-huh. Some evergreens. Yeah. And the tops of buildings. Yeah. And I'm like, does it look different today than it looked six months ago? I guess there are really good people who are really um, gifted at seeing qualities of light. <laughs> like photographers. So I wonder if they can tell the difference between summer and winter light.
1: Yeah, you, sometimes you can because of the angle of the sun is different. Yeah, right. that's a good point. Yeah. but I but sometimes
0: it, feel like I can see when mm-hmm. I go to other countries. You know, I was born in South Africa, and I feel like when I'm in Southern Africa, mm-hmm. there's a warmer hue to the sun
1: light there. How close are you to the equator? Uh,
0: I don't know how far South Africa is to the equator. Oh, but uh, uh, certainly south of the equator and... I digress. I have no idea what today's episode is about.
1: <laughs> well, it's about... You're uh, <laughs> <laughs> so fun.
0: So the... Um,
1: yeah, but, but what we were saying before about how you can tell is that if it, this was like August or September, there'd be like little heat waves coming off of the roof. Oh, you right. know what I mean? Because it, cause it's sweltering then. Then it's going to be like, you know, 90. And then there's no pigeons on the roof because they're all like in the shade because they're smart. But you know But I'm just saying That that, you know A lot of people say Oh Southern California You guys don't have seasons here It's like we do We have We have We have cold We we have You know At night it gets freezing I'm wearing long sleeves today
0: I thought it was actually Pretty cold over the weekend
1: Oh my god It it was It was probably below 65 I was sitting in Palisades Park Yeah It was 65 The wind was blowing
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Last night I went to an amazing Outdoor thing Mm -hmm. Where I had to sit outside And I I mean I I I bundled up
1: blankets were needed so so yeah you probably even had a jacket on
0: (laughs) i dug it out yeah dug out my jacket
1: yeah we we know cold so i just want to say everyone who doesn't live in southern california that we suffer too and so much so that we even have to eat like more warming foods
0: you know i didn't see snow till i was 13 about 12 13 did when did you see snow
1: um in real life right um (laughs) Yeah. Not in a film. No, um, like at a
0: Hollywood party on a CD case with a razor blade next to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: That's, funny. Um, uh, That's how we raise children here. <laughs> so I think I, I think I saw snow like once where like they brought snow in as like an anomaly, you know, like at, for a Christmas holiday thing. Uh, and then I probably didn't see it like actually in the place that it fell. Um, probably until like my late 20s, early 30s. What?
0: Late twenties, I thought I was. If you tell that to someone from like the Midwest or the Northeast, they're just their jaw will drop. Yeah, even people it, I tell them, I'm like, oh, I didn't see it till I was 13. They're like, What? Wait, where did you go in your late twenties that you saw snow?
1: Um, Idlewild.
0: <laughs> really? It snows in Idlewild? So where is Idlewild again? It's near no, Ohio.
1: On, on the way, on the way to Palm Springs, <clears throat> you go out on the way to Palm Springs, and you make a you make a right. <clears throat> about a half hour. Is it before. in the mountains? Mhm. That's oh, so there's
0: some elevation. So that's yeah. like a little bit near Big Bear.
1: No, well Big Bear is way before. You, if you go off the 10. Yeah. All right, we're now we're going to talk LA talk. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ, guys. This is the worst episode <laughs> right. we ever done. <laughs> so if you go out the 10 and you and you pass like uh, yeah. Red, Redlands area or whatever, right. you then you make a left. And if you're if you're going so go you go to So you
0: drive up a mountain and you see snow?
1: Oh you, no, you, you just you're saw it on... In, you just, you're actually
0: in the snow. What happened? You just saw it on the you just did you look up or did you actually like touch it were you in the snow yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah when I when I drove all the way up there I'm not gonna like miss that opportunity you're like I what, touched
0: it what is this magical white substance
1: yeah I was like wow that's
0: cool it's cold let's go <laughs> you really <laughs> are you are because I'm kind of different I was born in South Africa we emigrated to the U.S. Mm-hmm. always lived in warm clients mm-hmm. but I always was curious about this winter thing and how it appeared elsewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even to when I lived in New York I would I was sort of charmed by the fall and the first snow and I found that I didn't feel so California that I couldn't enjoy that
1: I'd love to look at it from you know You're inside like, and I love having little like glow. I, love,
0: I liked it when <laughs> Harry
1: met Sally <laughs> I love the I love the glow balls those are fun you can make them snow anytime you want You're Right. so what I was saying though was about this seamless entry point into winter that we experience here is that we too need to eat warming foods
0: right you mean like stews and soups yeah
1: exactly yeah stews and soups yeah
0: Yeah. i'm a big fan of winter food i I, I, I would say it's my favorite yeah isn't it
1: nice it's warming
0: it's warming uh there's a density to it Mm -hmm. often it's Mm -hmm. uh it's slow food usually yes You know, salads, you just kind of throw the leaves out. Tossed together. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, a really good stew can Mm -hmm. take 12 hours.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's chopping, and then there's ginger, onion, garlic, you know, that's lightly fried in the bottom of the pan at first, and, you know. And I know,
0: like, you would never say this, but, you know, like, for people like me, there's the beauty of slow-cooking meats. Right, bone broth
1: bone broth 48 hour bone broth 48 hour bone broth that's the minimum really yeah I make a potassium broth that's out of root vegetables anything that grows under the ground but yeah oh I'd have some of that Oh my god, the potassium broth is insane! Bring that over. It's so good. Okay, you got it. Um, for our next you know conversation, and so what I was what I was I was working with this friend of mine who wanted to make you know some stew, and I was giving her some ideas about it, and it was so interesting to break it down because within the stew you have to really commit to whatever it is you're going to be putting in.
0: Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I I have noticed that it does help to work from a recipe with something like that to be like okay we're going with. Particularly in the spice category, you kind of have to commit one way or the other. Well,
1: let's not even get this to, to the finer thing yet, but okay. we're going to get into that. But but I mean, just committing to like, okay, is it going to be lentil? Is it going to be barley? Is it going to be buckwheat groats? You know what I mean? It's like you got to you know, choose
0: your stew. Yeah,
1: choose your stew. You got to choose your soup, your soup or your stew stock. You know, is it gonna be a vegetable stock, a chicken stock, right. a beef? I mean, because all these have different. Sure. And then, you know, your roots, right? You have to go into what roots are you gonna put in? Because that changes things. And so then you start to amass your, your your stew. And then after that, depending upon what you're gonna be picking, oh my god, white pearl onions in a stew? is insane. Anyway, so then you're gonna do like zucchini and carrots and peas and all these things, right? And so then, at the very, at the very, very, very end, after you've worked out all that out, you have to decide, is it gonna be Italian? Is it gonna be Mexican? Is it gonna be Indian? Is it gonna be, you know? Yeah. Because that'll help drive your choices. You see where this is going?
0: <laughs> Minute eight. <laughs> <laughs> the analogy that will fuel the greatest Episode of Notes in Your Notes. Okay, so you have. It's a
1: long windup, but
0: damn, is it worth it? <laughs> but it really came right over the plate. <laughs> right? Josh is wearing a San Francisco Giants hat right spot. now. That's right. Um, and wow. I never see Josh wear hats. I'm a fan. You're a fan of the Giants? Such blasphemy.
1: Not really. No, it was given to me. This is given to me by my. By my family that lives up in the Bay Area oh, to a I'm gift. to change you. No, yeah, they're yeah, they're the mind dark, altering. The dark side, the dark side of my family, dark side of baseball. So, so, so that's how important it is. So, so here, so here's the thing though, is that you want to work on your stew at first, right? So you want to define what it is that you're going to make, mm. and then as you work with your recipe over and over and over again, you're going to to redefine it because you're going to find out what you like what you don't like is it more lentil is it more root vegetables is it more
0: you know i wish i did what you're talking squash. about when I cooked because i feel like there's a lot that people could learn by yeah changing one or two variables oh and then god. doing another version of the dish they already know it's
1: everything
0: i don't think a lot of people do that i think a lot of people make something and they're like this isn't working <laughs> like oh this or or this is like a b minus i'll probably not make it again oh my god or it works out really well, and they're like, I love this. I'm making this all the time, and then they don't want to touch the recipe.
1: Oh, my God. Adam, you're amazing. That's exactly <laughs> what I was hearing.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah, it's like, well, that wasn't good.
1: didn't work. Yeah, uh, it's over. I'm like, that's I think not that's your... most people. No, that's a result-driven model. We can't use that model as artists. No. And we have to start in- in filtering this into every aspect of our life no. so that we can nurture and grow ourselves to a full-rounded
0: artiste. <laughs> What's your suggestion?
1: Well, here's my suggestion. My suggestion is is figuring out like what your baseline is, uh-huh. right? Really defining it. I'm going to do ginger, onion, garlic. So that's that's well, the trinity root, uh-huh. right? Then I'm, I'm then I'm going to do I'm going to do lentils, and that's it. And then I'm going to do two roots, and one squash, and then one like tuber. I'm using fancy words like it, like a, like a, like a. Like What's a, a tuber? A tuber is like a potato. Okay. And so then, so then you have very. How's that different from a squash?
0: Well, squash it's is like butternut. It's not a tuber. Right. Well, like it like, grow zo- like zucchini. Like butternut. Grow yeah, yeah, yeah. Zucchini is yep. a squash. Yeah, it's a summer squash.
1: It's a summer squash, but it grows on top of the ground, and tubers grow underneath the ground. Okay. Okay.
0: So, so. <laughs> No, I was thinking about how I once grew zucchini in my parents' backyard, yeah. and it looked normal, but it tasted not, no, not good. What happened? It had, like, a really bitter taste to it. I don't know oh, why. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's fine. I'm, I, Were I had, you trauma? It sounds like you're still trauma <laughs> The first and last thing. I, speaking <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> of process and results, it's the first yeah. and last thing I grew. I
1: didn't get my zucchini the way I wanted it. That's it. It's over. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the nitrate levels were in your.
0: Uh, maybe I didn't have the best soil. Yeah, in the soil. Yeah. Farmer Adam. Okay, so you start with your baseline.
1: So you start your baseline, right? And then, and then you add on your accoutrements, right? And then you figure out those. And you want to, you know, is it going to be corn? Is it going to be? Is it going to be peas? You know, all these other carrots, right? Depending upon what you want to do. And then after you get a strong baseline and also you also consider your baseline in relationship to are you gonna make it Italian are you gonna make it Indian are you gonna make it Mexican are you gonna make it sort of like that um, English sort of you know you know the stew that you would find in England or Scotland or you know something that's more along the salt and pepper lines and so all of that needs to come come together but you have to have a go through a process of definement and redefinement as you go along that process to make it and it's just like the creative process you have to start with defining. Oh, this character is an introvert. Oh, this character is an extrovert, and you can change it. It's not. It's not. It's not forever. But you have to start with something to define it, so then you can wind up to redefine what helps your story.
0: And hopefully, right. If we're talking about a character, you mean these should be like core aspects of their character, right? It's
1: just like it's just like the stew. It's a baseline, right? We talk about the base. Yeah,
0: but I mean, like, I, sometimes to go super strong on five different character traits. Uh-huh. Is, can get muddy that's what i'm asking about right so when you work like with they're extroverted and they're obsessive compulsive and they um are really innocent as opposed to you know like mm-hmm. it can get like you you know Con- convoluted you Can get yeah. convoluted yeah you want to keep I it mean, simple i mean like keep it's like lead with something strong yeah like your ginger
1: yeah like ginger garlic onion that's the trinity root it's almost one in certain kinds of cooking so yeah so you want to work on your baseline
0: so you work on your baseline and mm -hmm. you i I mean we've talked about this before but you like doing this because you feel like for a bold clear character that engages the audience they have to really choose one way or another they've got to be a city or a country person they've got to be an extrovert or an introvert right
1: when you're starting
0: there got to be street smart or innocent
1: when you're starting absolutely and then you can go through more nuance and more layers and redefining and, def- and defining it with more gradation however they uh, uh, they have to be in the, even in the final result they have to be on the left or on the right they cannot be in the middle because if you're in the middle there is no opportunity for growth
0: i think sometimes life is a little bit more subtle and in between but in stories you're saying, commit. I'm saying that sometimes life is not subtle. Sometimes you meet people who are like, oh my god, that person is right. extremely materialistic. Right. So in life, but we it, notice in life when it's that strong because we, we're like, we say, what do we say? He's a real character, exactly, or she's a real character. Absolutely.
1: So when when we have a life situation, we're usually playing that story out over like maybe a three to five to maybe a ten year period. If we're doing this story in terms of. The world we work in—it's going to be 250 pages, or 90 minutes, or 27 minutes. So we have to—we have to make certain allowances for that for time sure. crunch.
0: You had a way of um, wrapping this up in terms of a way you think about this, which was <laughs> define and refine. Is that it?
1: You have to—you have to—you have to define uh-huh. in order for you to refine. If you never define something, you can't refine it. How could you?
0: So you're saying when if you've got a character. Make some big choices about their their traits, their core personality, how yeah. they function in the world, yeah, their drivers, and then would you suggest then someone start writing that character and then stepping back for a minute and saying, "You yeah. know, like their stew, you mm-hmm. would say, these are the aspects of the character that I think are engaging in the story mm-hmm. but for the next draft, I might need to change a few things, yeah, I need to like play down their obsessiveness and play up their innocence, yes
1: defining and redefining taking take taking chili out, putting chili in, oh that's too much carrot a lot less carrot you know because the carrot is all of a sudden becomes the dominant taste and that's not what I want and then on top on top of all of that, you make a choice is it going to be a romantic comedy is it going to be um, a fantasy film is it going to be a horror film and that's something that goes over the top which is like Indian Mexican.
0: Yeah, Asian. I would say from a practical point of view, what I see often mm. among a lot of writers is mm. that they've got either a main or a secondary character that's just flat. Mm-hmm. And that's usually because they haven't made a, a commitment. Yes. Uh, and it's usually in subsequent. It's usually where, like the kind of note you get back is people don't know why, but the the scenes that that character is are just not that interesting mm. Are in. Yeah. That's w- w- the way in which some people like end up defining in the next draft in that they actually have to do it later. But it's almost like you're suggesting try to do it at the beginning, try to do it earlier so that you have a place to work from.
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, because quick sketch, quick sketch is fun for like laying it down, but you really start, you really want to start making big, bold choices right away and seeing how they work. Be- I, I hear that. Because it'll help push, it'll help push you to find out, because really what it is is ultimately you're, you're defining and redefining what is this story really about? Yeah, for sure. What is this story really about is a question that, that uh, from a certain perspective, never ends. In the sense of the development, at a certain point, you have to you have to draw a line when you're going to release something, of course, or do a final you know picture cut or whatever it is. But but yeah, what is this story really about? And and because that helps to loop back. To your main question is how am I going to define or redefine this? Is is this is this a carrot casserole dish, or is this beets? You know what I mean? Is it like I don't think I've ever had a carrot casserole. Neither have I, but it was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> You're like yet. It's it's like you orange had it yet. It's like orange or red, right? Carrots are orange, beets are red.
0: I don't know. Yeah, It's roses, like roses are red. Roses are. Red. <laughs> I wrote a vegan wrote a vegan poem for you. <laughs> My love, yes, blue violet.
1: Blue violet. <laughs> okay,
0: now bigger. that the episode is not in a good place, uh, <laughs> we should end it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, is there anything else here, Joshua, that you want to hit on? Just, um, I
1: will. We're gonna. We're setting up something actually that I want to talk about in another episode. I want to dedicate a whole episode to open and closed
0: systems. <laughs> That's the look. That's the blank look on my face, listeners. That you can hear it. You don't you didn't realize it, but you can actually hear a blank look. <laughs> I it see. makes it makes a sound. <laughs> I see it it's and like hear a low it hum. and yeah. I
1: feel it. So it's so important to have an open system. Huh. For most of the time that you're working, and it is it, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and it is it is helpful to have a closed system at a certain point. So as that well. blank look I gave you was that yes. an open or a closed system? That would definitely be a closed system <laughs> uh, okay. look, and 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 well well practiced and honed, I might say. Um, oh yeah, I've been able, I've been
0: throwing that fastball
1: for my whole life. <laughs> so I I just want to you know, roll that out, but we're going to do a whole show dedicated to open and closed.
0: Yeah, and just to tease it, I think what Joshua is alluding to, I think uh is when do you let your mind and your creativity be unbounded and unleashed in your process and when is it time to move towards refining and closing into your final work this has been notes on your notes it's a pleasure as always you can go to our facebook page and then you'll get updates about all our new episode subscribe to us on apple podcast stitcher or google play we have an Instagram account, notes on your notes. And you can always uh, email us notes on your notes at Gmail with an idea for a show. We uh, have done shows just based on what our listeners want. Uh, the sound on the show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod, and the editing is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you later soon.